I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. I don't have a plan for this episode other than I feel like I want to talk about continuing the story because I know for me, I feel like I'm in a place where I have really latched on to my personal identity and sense of self being really wrapped up in my woes, like my mental health story, my pains, my struggles my mistakes, my traumas, my upbringing, all my disadvantages, insecurities, whatever you want to call them. I feel like a lot of, I mean, I, I, I don't doubt that a lot of us have a bit of a fixation on the negatives of our stories. Um, but man, have all of the adventures, all of the turmoil, all of the challenges, feels like it provides an opportunity to write something better. Now, I I don't want to approach life as if there's a guarantee that everything will be a happy ending, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, but I do feel like at some point I need to make a very conscious decision to realize that everything up to this point, every part of my story has been breadcrumbs for where my life ultimately ends up. And, you know, whatever will be written on my tombstone, which I don't think will be that glamorous, honestly. Like, I, I think we have these grandiose visions of what someone will say at our funeral or put on our tombstone and it'll probably be like some generic thing, uh, unless we write it ourselves, but I'd want to be able to write something myself that feels like there's a story there that there is something to learn from or to at least get some entertainment or joy out of, <laughs> uh, 
You know, that's why I wrote my book, Happy Chemicals, A Neurotic Memoir, to kind of share some of the crazy stories. And I think, I think I'm, I'm coming up against a wall of, you know, needing to write new stories. It's a little scary in the sense that there's, I've explored a lot of my history. I've mined it all for potential gold. Um, I wouldn't say all of it, but for all the things I've really needed. And there's only so far you can go in terms of continually looking at the past to eventually step into your future and define what to do next. And some of it is just like remembering what it took to make memories initially anyway, right? Because there's, I mean, you're young and you're growing up and you're just like doing things and responding to the world, reacting to the world, reacting to your own bodily impulses and needs and desires and wants. And you're just going towards things and you have convictions and you want to change the world or you want to punish the world or whatever, right? There's all these various feelings, all these various drives that are you know, making us go in a certain direction. And then at some point I'm, I'm feeling I'm at this weird place where I want to renew a relationship to life and taking risks and going forward. But I also don't want to ignore the lessons that I've learned. And it's really easy. I find for me to go through all of my lessons and feel like I don't want to do any of that again and therefore feel kind of stale and stuck and stagnant and almost living out of fear of, of accidentally doing it all again, as opposed to stepping into the next chapter and using all of that as rocket fuel for what comes next. And I'm feeling personally this sense that there's this like foggy wall of what's next. Like I have no, I no idea. There's something very exciting about that. And also because I don't feel at least right now, I don't feel like there's momentum in any particular direction. It's like, am I actually moving towards something or am I just like in a holding pattern? Right. Am I waiting for something to pull me towards something, or is there somewhere I can go? I'm speaking kind of abstractly because I, I just don't know. This is a strange place to be in. But it's something to say about life and, and where it all goes. To I, I think I think what I'm feeling. I think what I'm feeling is that there's potential redemption for my life story, that there's a lot of new possibility that can awaken <clears throat> to really be present with life and enjoy life and be in like communion with people and to be a part of something 
um, not in like something bigger than myself, but just be like existing and being a part of life that, um, is, is an invitation I've ever fully had before. I, I've sort of just landed in groups of friends. I've landed in, uh, stories and have, because of that drive I was talking about, just sort of landed into a lot of mess and I want, I want adventure without the mess. And I think I'm figuring out where I'm not figuring out. I'm, I think I'm, I'm hesitant. Um, Cause I don't want more mess, but like, what is life if you're not making a mess? Right. So this is a little paradox, right? Uh, which is always a delightful thing to feel a sense of paradox. Uh, what a joy. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, so I, I don't know what that means in terms of direction, but I think, I think I'm speaking to the impulse to stop ourselves and for me, the impulse to stop myself from feeling like I have more life to live from feeling like my story is what it is. And it'll always be that way. Like I watched, um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse recently. And that movie had a bit of a theme around, you know, everyone's trying to tell me what my story is and I'm going to do my own thing. And I think a part of my exploration of my life throughout this podcast and, you know, personal journaling and and all the growth stuff is, is a realization that, you know, there, there is a bit of a predestiny that's part of our programming and our upbringing and our wiring and all of this stuff that may naturally hold us into a specific line of development or holding pattern or general direction. And that the path of, of individuation is like deciding that you can write your own story and do something different. And I think I'm on the precipice of that. I don't think I'm there, but I think that's what's coming is that there's a next stage. There's more to my story yet to be written. There is, um, there, there is, there's more fruit to be mined. There's more you know, suckling at the teat of life <laughs> to be had, um, so to speak, you know, it's, uh, uh, I'm not dead and I don't know why I feel like sometimes I feel like I treat myself like I'm, like I'm dead or I'm dying or I'm retired or I'm too old. I'm definitely nowhere near too old. Uh, I feel like I've had this, um, There's a term, I don't know if it's called age dysmorphia, but there's something like that. Um, it's not that I see my body or see myself as older. It's like in my mind, I feel like I'm older than I am. And perhaps it's, um, having to have grown up pretty quickly. Um, I talked about parentification. Uh, I've talked about, you know, all of my aspects of my life story where I've, I've, feel like I've had to grow up pretty quickly. And, um, 
and I'm always on this like self growth kick, right? So it's like, uh, this constant feeling of, of racing towards maturity, which in essence is like racing towards death and racing towards being done. And that's a little bit of the paradox of like spiritual growth and personal development and all this stuff is I think a lot of people pursue this sort of thing in an effort to feel this almost like orgasmic release of like constantly living in pure pleasure, which I don't think is impossible to reach based on some stories I've heard about, uh, spiritual leaders and stuff like that. But it's this paradox in that if that's what you want, that's not what you're going to get. <laughs> and, and also there are varying degrees of people who reach certain levels of development who have just like immense shadows and such big grandiose personalities that they still act on their own line of development, their own life story, their own history, their own emergence of who they are, you know, whether that's personality related or life story related or where they grew up, the time period we grew up in, all of this stuff. Like that's, that's part of being human is owning the humanness of our humanity. And that means that's why I say like continuing to write the story because my impulse was initially to say that I'm going to write a new story or I'm going to rewrite my story, but like, I'm not starting from scratch. I have a history. I have a life. I've had everything that I've been up to this point. Now it's like stories are written where different chapters are completely different from each other. And there's still maybe an intertwining theme. And um, I'm certainly curious about what that theme is going to essentially be. I don't know that I can define that now. I've had a friend recently ask me about, like, what archetype would you create for yourself that resonates with you and your life story? And I'm like, I have no idea. Um, lately, I've I've attached to the Hades archetype, but I don't know that that's, like, all of everything. I don't know. And even then, like, what does that mean going forward? Right. So I think I'm having a little bit of uncertainty around like what's coming next. Um, but also knowing that what I ultimately need to do is let go and lean in and stop trying to guide the direction of life. Because I think all of the best stories are ones that say this happened and therefore this happened and therefore this happened versus this happened and then this happened and then this happened. You know, it's more of like you take steps or you make a choice or you make a leap or you do something and then the drama unfolds, you know, the drama of life unfolds. It doesn't necessarily have to be like negative drama, but things unfold, right? Instead of like, let's take this step, let's do this thing, let's do this thing, let's do this thing. And that's super boring. And I don't want that. So I, I'm definitely feeling this sense of like, wanting a much more, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm feel like a much more fruitful experience. And I feel like I'm getting out of the 
I feel like I'm getting out of the tunnel of the last six years of doing such intense inner work and trying to truly understand myself and trying to figure out what's next to the degree that I, um, I'm like coming out of this tunnel and I'm, I haven't seen daylight in a long time and I'm rubbing my eyes and I come out into like a forest or something and I'm like, okay, where do I go? (laughs) I haven't seen reality in six years. Uh, what do we do here? What's this? Like, all right. Um, I guess I need to find some food. (laughs) And I guess that's like kind of where I feel I am. It's, there's a little bit of back to basics. And uh, I think that's the tricky balance, right? Like there's a, trying to find this beauty and grandiosity in going back to the basics. And then also not losing the lust for life, you know, and like lust in general, because, you know, you got to keep the marriage spicy. And, uh, you know, uh, 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 a joie de vivre for existence and taking risks and playing with my kids and, um, you know, continuing to evolve my like career direction and, you know, and, and not like saying I'm done with inner work, but like the heavy parts done, I have tools, I have the ability to go forward and, um, you know, it's, it's this, the story feels like a, this, then this, then this, when I try too hard to define it. And I think that's ultimately what is the difference is, is not trying to purposefully write a story, but to just start walking mm-hmm. and see what happens. And there's just so much and have really like have a faith that there's so much, um, there's such abundance in life that the story will emerge as it needs to emerge and, and trust in all of that. So I don't know if there's anything to really take away from this episode other than if, cause I was just really talking about me and my story as I tend to do. And, uh, I'll be honest. I'm, my wife is out of town. And I've been just like working and stuff, but I think I'm going a little crazy because I just like, I'm I'm feeling a little stuck in my routines and I want something new to do, but, uh, anything I think of new to do costs money and I've spent too much money in the last month. So I need to chill with that. Um, and so I got to give myself some variety, got to take some new steps and new directions and, uh, you know, I'll do a little bit of self-parenting in that sense of, of trying something new, changing up the energy. Um, and then, yeah, if there's anything to take away from this, it's, uh, that whatever it is you feel like your story has been, that is not the thing that necessarily defines who you are, especially if you've got a lot of life still to go. You know, it's really easy to feel shame. I think shame pervades a lot of my story, mental health wise, suicidal ideation, um, 
my relationship with women, sex addiction. Like there's just a lot that I fixate on that feels like failure after failure after failure. Uh, but ultimately, you know, that's the, the, the credits have not rolled yet. I'm still here and there's still lots to do and there's still lots of room to grow and still lots of places to go. Okay. I think that's it. I don't really have anything I want to promote. So you can check the link on the website if you want, leave a comment and ask a question if you want, maybe, and, um, leave a review on the Apple podcast thing. If you like listening to me talk, because that'd be cool. Though I'm not really trying to make this like a fancy famous podcast anymore. Though I appreciate that there are, I still see like the analytics and, and I see that people are listening from all over the world. And if you're just listening to just like have someone to listen to talk to, like to, to listen to talk, like I'm grateful for that. I'm because you know, there, there are contexts where we don't get the opportunity to just like say what we want to say and have someone fully hear us. And while you're not here in front of me, you know, nodding and smiling or drawing while <laughs> like my, my wife tends to draw while I'm talking. And, um, I kind of imagine that kind of scenario and we're just hanging out, like sitting on the porch and talking like that's the vibe. Right. And I want more of that in real life. Um, and I know that just like, you know, for a lot of us, it's, that's not the case. So being able to provide that as, uh, the person, not only making this, but as you, as an active listener and participant in, you know, listening to me talk to just fill time or feel connected, or maybe you like my voice or something like any of that. I, I just, I am, I'm grateful to feel like I'm, you know, a broadcaster just throwing stuff into the ether and there's another ear listening. So thanks for that. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you next time. See ya.